Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. A detective came and knocked on the door, and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, Dr. Ron McCurdy, professor of music at USC's Thornton School, will help Paula sound like she's knowledgeable when somebody at a party brings up rap music. And Angela Valdez, operations manager of the Water Damage Zone, advises us about mold. Is it a fungus? Is it alive? Will it kill you? Important questions will be answered. And if you want a summer cocktail of comedy and minty advice, you've come to the right place. I'm Adam Felber, dispensing just the right amount of sobriety. And now, please welcome the woman who spikes our punch, Paula Poundstone. Thank you. Welcome, Paula Poundstone. Thank you. And thank you to tonight's house band harmonica player, Justin Brakobian. Paula, you've just returned from vacation. I did. I just, I was in Massachusetts. I was in Manchester by the sea. Massachusetts. Which and used I, to be just Manchester, and then they yeah. realized the ocean was nearby. Uh, yeah, they, they, they upped the snobbery. But yeah. uh, I never saw Michelle Williams crying, not even once. Not Really? Uh, yeah, that was the Manchester by the Sea movie. Oh, I didn't she know. Did, she did a, a really brilliant crying scene. You know, I'm from Massachusetts originally, but I have to say, and where I, I was from Sudbury, Massachusetts, and we had... A big, big mosquito problem. Sudbury by the sump, I believe it's called now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had a huge mosquito problem, but now when I go to Manchester, these mosquitoes were bigger than I have ever seen. I I've, think those are called seagulls. No, these are, no, these, I'm telling you, these were mosquitoes. Like blood-sucking insects. They were blood-sucking in, I, I get this feeling that they're really pushing for their own movie. You, you know, they right. we because we've had like the bee movie, we had the fly, we've we had, had the basically swarm. every insect except them. mosquitoes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, every year they're bigger, they're angry, and they have agents. They are really <laughs> they really are pushing you know, I only take a week's vacation every year. And by the time I get home from Massachusetts, I find myself with a titch of accent. Uh-huh. Um, partly because I make fun of them the entire week that oh, I'm there. So you're there. spending the whole time making fun of their I, Pepperidge I Farm accents? I can't help myself. Right. I, I do think now, and maybe this is too Democrat of me, um, you know, with uh, regulation, uh, but I do think there should be a law that people in Massachusetts cannot name their children names they can't pronounce. Uh, what are some of the names <laughs> well, that you Well, I grew up every day hearing some lady yell, Mac! Mac, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's supposed right. to be Mark. Mac! Right. You know what? If you can't pronounce it, don't name your kid that. 
Mark! My friend Susan introduced me to any number of people named Miri. Miri? Miri. This Miri is my friend and Mac. Miri. This is my friend Miri. Right. And I go, well, which? I met a, a Miri yesterday. No, there's different Miri. This is different. Every day there's a new Miri. Miri of the day. It's a thing they have well, there. Well, there's, there's a lot of Miris in, in, in Boston in that area. I don't know why there should be. Well, it's a very, very, it was historically a very, very Catholic town. Yeah. Well, that's over with and now. They, they, they just no, it's not really no, over with. No, it is. With. No, it's over. It's you over. You can't just There's declare just... Catholicism over. No, you know what it is? There's just like remnant Marys left around, Mary. like a bathtub ring or something <laughs> from the Catholics. It's a Catholic bathtub ring. Flattering to your family. Mary. Um, Mary. Anything else you want to tell me about your vacation, or is that or is that pretty much it, Mary? No, and that Mark. was. Uh, I'll tell you the other thing that happened was, um, you know, it was a uh, it was a big the family I used to live with and a couple of their friends, and we all come together or left of us um, for a week. and uh, Known as a reunion in some circles. Yeah, well, it's like a reunion, I guess. It's yeah. a vacation. But uh, anyways, uh, you don't go to a reunion for a whole week. Um, okay. It would be too much. Uh, <laughs> one of our friends, Mark a, or a lovely woman, okay. uh, actually, Shelly. Okay. Shell. Uh, she kept showing pictures. She'd go like, this is, you know, we'd be with everybody, right? Right. With our friends and sure. family and happy to be there. And then she would take out her phone to show a picture of some landscape from a place where her friend is. Okay. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And to me, showing pictures on your flat thing or showing like a video is, uh, it is the new telling your dream to people. Right. It's the thing that people want to tell you, but you don't want to hear. Yeah. It's right. a, you know, and I have to say, I've, I've done it myself. I've shown the film of a squirrel taking the inside of the cushion on my porch swing. Oh, I I've think you showed show me that one. I did show you that. Yeah. 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 And that you can't is... really see the squirrel because no, I did it, look, it through it a window. It looks like a still life with porch swing. It looks yeah. like nothing. And I have to say, well, here he is right here, and yeah. I have to point, and then I'm, my finger's over the squirrel. It's not pleasant for anybody. But no, you know, if that's I... the kind of thing the shell was doing, I agree. That was yeah. incredibly annoying. Let me tell you something, though. I had a dream last night. No. <laughs> no, we're going to move on. You know, while you were gone, um, back east, uh, the search in L.A. continued for the missing survival expert, Thomas Coyne. Um, um, we're going to give you week, weekly updates about this, but to, for those of you who missed um, our, our previous show or two shows ago, um, we had survival expert Thomas Coyne on the show. Well, Except we had him scheduled to be on the show. We had him scheduled, and he was going to teach us how to survive a bear attack, Yeah, and he never showed. Yeah. Like, he couldn't survive this neighborhood. Because, I mean, honestly, if you're anywhere near Miranda Street in North Hollywood <laughs> and you're not safely in this studio... Just get out. <laughs> I can tell you that I broadened our search for Thomas Coyne. Uh, I went to the BJ's in Danvers, which is a big box store. Right. And although That's I, in Massachusetts. Yeah, in Danvers, Massachusetts. That's, I didn't comb the whole store, but I can tell you he's nowhere near the ringding section. Yeah. That, now, that's a very highly specialized search to go 2,500 miles to a BJ's in Danvers to I, expect to find our missing survivalist. I don't like to bite off more than I can chew. All right, well. So uh, what I did, I was. So he's not there. I was thorough in yeah. that one section. And then, you know, I'll go back so again. So our listeners in Danvers, if you're combing the local stores you can you can avoid that aisle you can skip the you can skip the ringding aisle this is why our search for thomas coin has not borne fruit as of yet uh, but we're going to we're going to um we're going to keep you posted fruit. about it we could check the fruit aisle i never even thought of that yeah yeah if you're in dan if you're if you're within the top of my voice in the danvers area go look in the fruit section yeah for no reason at all uh, all right but we're going to keep updating on what i'm calling the thomas coin affair can i have a little uh, thomas coin affair uh, you know mysterious music Went to North Hollywood, never came back. He's not behind the ringdings. He's not behind the ringdings. Thomas Coyne never came back. All right, that's enough. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, house band Justin Verkovian. And uh, speaking of music, one last thing before we get to our first guest. As our listeners know, we're having a contest for this show's theme song. We've got three new entries this week. Um, Ray Horseman, if you can get them queued up, last week's house band Hope Easton sent us this.
one of my favorites so far. Yeah, it's great. I don't know right. if we're worthy of that as a theme song. No, I, well, I have to say that when Hope was here as our house band, I believe I did say that the uh, the theme songs I would particularly enjoy uh, would mention that I was a genius. So right. I may have given her an advantage. You did. You did. And I don't think you gave that advantage to listener Margaret Boyce, who what? sent in this entry. Nobody, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> That's adorable. I, you know what? It's a bit of a salted caramel. Yeah. You know, there's the sad sweet. part about yeah. how you're nobody, but it's... I'm surprised she's playing a piano and not a ukulele. Honestly, there's, like a, a ukulele there's a bipolar song. quality about that one, yeah. and I like it. And you like bipolarity. I do. We have one more. This one's from listener Adam Felber. Ooh, he's got an advantage. I recorded this in the backyard with some guys I jam with. It's not very It's going to be Poundstone, take four. Here we go. Well, they already had to do three takes. She wants to tell you what you can do when you break a bone. She wants to tell you the difference between a muffin and a scone. She wants to tell you that it's all right and nobody's all alone. But there's nothing she can do. She just can't break through because nobody listens. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There, there's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds, yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so co- it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress match in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress with my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so, so that that's that one's in the hopper. Yeah, that's it's not my favorite. Tom Waits is kicking himself right <laughs> yeah, now. Right, he just smoked a little less. He could still sound like that. Um, all right, now this would ordinarily be where we turn to you for your this week's advice, but I feel like we've done about twenty minutes. Oh, you think we should push forward? I think maybe we should press forward if that's all right. It's fine with me. Do you want to preview what your advice might have been? My advice is very brief this week. Okay, let's do it. Don't fold your cleaning cloths. Put them in like a plastic bin and pull it out of the cabinet where you would have had them folded. Uh, Your cleaning cloths. Your cleaning cloths. Don't fold them. I spent years folding mine. Right. I think uh, most people don't. What do you mean? I think most people don't fold oh, their my. cleaning clothes. If only I had had this advice years ago. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I know I spent years folding them. Uh, a tedious hour after tedious hour folding my cleaning clothes. And it then feels one... like a lot of your advice comes from you realize that you've been doing something kind of the dumb way for years. I don't know that I'd say dumb way, Well, folding Adam. cleaning cloths. You know what I do is I evolve. I mature into myself. Right, and I don't. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that powerful advice, Paula. It's time now to meet our first guest who has some insights in, for all of us about rap. Dr. Ron McCurdy is a professor of music at in the Thornton School of Music at USC. He served as director of the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz at USC and has written and recorded extensively about jazz. Please welcome Dr. Ron McCurdy. <laughs> Thank you, and thank you again, Justin Berkobian. Uh, Paula, you have some questions about rap. I do. Okay. I want to be able to... Okay, first of all, I just plain w- would like to uh, be a better consumer of rap, I think. Mm. But the other thing is, uh, I would like to fool people into believing that I know more than I know on this subject, because frankly, it's cool. Uh, and uh, I maybe fall into the nerdy category. So, Ron, what makes rap rap? Very good question. Thank well, you. The whole idea of rap music, it's a form of uh, combining poetry with music and storytelling. Uh-huh. And the whole thing evolved from uh, the whole Jamaican connections. And in fact, one of my dear friends who passed away, Milt Hinton, was a great jazz bass player, played with uh, the great uh, uh, Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker. Wow. And he said, Ron, do you know who the father of rap music is? I said, no. Africa Bambata? No. DJ Cool Herc? Mm-mm. He said, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. I said, that guy used to kind of jerk you around a bit, that he, friend of yours. <laughs> I, I go, well, Milt, help me to understand. How, why, what do you mean, Ronald Reagan? He said, well, you have to understand that when Ronald Reagan was president and governor, he cut off a lot of the social programs where people had access to music in schools. They were, so instead of being in band and choir and orchestra, they went away. So those young people who were coming up through school at the time had to find another outlet to huh. unleash that creativity. Yeah. And it manifested oh. itself. It's a little bit of a reach. Yeah. No, no, no. So, you know, I'd go with a lot. You know, yeah, but, 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 but there's, there's, there's some truth to that. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden, those, those kids who were in school in the 70s and early 80s, they didn't play in band. There were no bands. So yeah. he pruned back music education, and that impulse had to grow in other directions. Go in a different direction. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and by the way, uh, music education in schools is so 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 important. It helps develop the brain for further learning. It's yeah. one of the uh, uh, like people don't get why it's important. Sometimes I think they yeah. think it's just sort of idle time used. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's very... Uh, we had Mrs. Farmer in our elementary school, by the way, <laughs> and she would wheel in a cart with maybe six glockenspiels for 30 kids. <laughs> and what it did, because she was a marketing genius, what it did was it increased uh, everyone's desire to play the glockenspiel because there were only scarcity. six. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a supply and demand thing. We are thing. so far away from... Rap right now, <laughs> Ron. Are there any glockenspiels in rap? There should be. There absolutely should be. All right. Now, 
is rap the same thing as hip hop? Hip hop is the culture, rap is the music. So, uh-huh. so, so when we talk about hip hop, there are like four pillars: the whole, the music, the, the MCing, uh-huh. the DJing, the graffiti, and the, what's called b boy and g girl, which is the break dancing. Mm-hmm. So those are the four pillars that, 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 that that's involved with the whole emergence of the hip hop culture. Uh-huh. Of which rap is part of that entire culture. All right, so Ron, tell me, what artists would I need to know, uh, and what would I need to know about well, them in order to well, seem cool? Well, I, well, I think today, 2018, it would be great to have be able to drop some names. If you go into a party, and the, and the music's going, you know what? I love that Kendrick Lamar. He's special. Yeah. Being able to identify Kendrick yes. Lamar, and right. he just won a pillar surprise. He's just fantastic. Chance the Rapper, amazing. You know what I mean? So you're able to kind of drop those names. But I would say, before you go to the party, Google those names, go to YouTube, listen just a few minutes of some of the lyrics to get a sense of what they're rapping about. Um, can I ask you something else? Mm. Can you get me invited to a party? <laughs> <laughs> we may, may, maybe we need to a start a lot more basic than that. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. One of the things I noticed when uh, I like to sing along mm-hmm. with songs, you know, that's part of the joy of the song. You get to know it well enough that somebody can play a couple of notes from it. You can sing along. But right. I can't sing fast enough to rap. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a technique that rappers use to get that fast? Well, the same way someone would on an instrument. You practice. You, you practice slow. Well, she talks all the time. You, yeah. yeah, right. It seems to me that I'm practicing right now. It seems to me that I'm practicing right now. It seems to me that I'm practicing right now. It seems to me that I'm practicing right now. You rap. It yeah. seems to me that I'm practicing right now. And what happens, the rhythms... That's where the music is. The, the, the whole concept of rap has to do with poetry and the usage of rhythms. Mm-hmm. And those same rhythms that you hear in rap music were the same rhythms that were used in bebop with Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. I, I'll tell you a quick story one time. I was doing a master class with, with a group of high school students somewhere in Texas, and the band was terrible. They, they were trying to improvise, and it sounded terrible. And I said, <laughs> this is not working. I said, how many of you guys like rap? All the hands went up. I said, tell me your favorite song. They said, it's your birthday, it's a party, it's a birthday. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I said, all right, stop right there. Use that rhythm, bop-a-doo-bop, bop-a-doo-bop. Use these three notes. Biddle-doo-dap, biddle-dee-doop, biddle-doo-dap, biddle-doo-dap. It's the same rhythm. So it's about, the, it's about the rhythms of how you put the words together. A lot of jazz musicians, there was a, there was a favorite song called, uh, uh, called Tenor Madness, and the rhythm was Go Park the Car. Go park the car. Go park the car. Bing, bong, bong. Rhythms. So, uh-huh. the, so the whole notion of syncopation, right. which is very much a very, which is a, a, a very strong part of this rap. I think all music, uh-huh. starting from ragtime with Scott Joplin on through swing era, bebop. It's the syncopated rhythms that gives it that forward motion. So what rap is doing is really not anything new. But it's, it's, it's how you take certain passages when you said, how do I learn how to rap? How do I learn how to rap? How do I learn how to rap? How do I learn? How do I learn? How do I learn? How do I learn? How do I learn how to rap? It's about the rhythms. So do that. <laughs> no, but the, the, the rhythms in rap have changed a whole lot, haven't they? Oh. <laughs> stop, stop. The, the rhythms in rap have changed a whole lot. I mean, like... Back in the days of Run DMC, they had a very precise, almost formal rhyme structure and rhythm, almost like the early days of rock and roll. Where, right. Whereas now, like you listen to Kendrick Lamar or Chance the Rapper, I mean, they are, right. They're yeah. really, really more, yeah. I guess, sophisticated in their Much, rhythm. Yeah, and also they're not as concerned about the the, the last word of a phrase rhyming. Right. I was just about to say that, that they was, really cheat with the rhymes. Yeah, the rhyme the rhymes kind of go away. The rhyme is rather passe now. Yeah. Didn't have to rhyme anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think that really opens things up for yeah. people like me. So if I could just get faster, get right. faster, uh, don't, worry, I, don't, don't worry about rhyming. Yeah, rhyming. I can, yeah, you already talk. Yeah, you already tell stories. Yeah, that yeah. might or might not have a point. Yeah, um, they do. So, they all have a point. You, all you, you have, have to, to be <laughs> able to peel away the layers and understand the deeper meaning. Right, That's which I'll the do the third or fourth time I listen to it. Once you get that rhythm thing and speed thing down. Yeah, yeah. And also, a lot of rappers have to deal with 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 beats. I was working with a guy named DJ Quick, and his whole concept is he deals with the beats first, and then they put the rap on top of the beats. So the beats come first, 
then the rap happens. That's kind of a that's that's a somewhat common thing, right? I mean, yeah, that's how they, as far as I understand it, that's yeah. a lot of a lot of rap is built on that. Yeah, like um, that's the concept, which is which is the, the opposite of how most songwriters work. Right, they have lyrics first, then they put the the, the, the music or the you know the music to the to the music. So it's it's a, it's a whole different concept of of how, and it, and this goes back to my 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 milk hitting thing about people not having been trained musically, so they're relying on either songs that already existed, mm-hmm. which is why so many rappers got sued for copyright infringement. Oh, is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't dun, know that. Dun, 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 dun. Can't touch this. You know where that's from? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Super Freak. That's, it's oh. Rick James. Yeah. But MC Hammer confiscated that oh. without permission. Oh, yeah. Then he got sued. Um, what was the uh, Sugar Hill Gang? Were they the first? <laughs> they think they were, don't they? Sugar Hill Gang. They had the first hit. Well, right? yeah, and, and well, people like Africa Bambada, DJ Cool Herc, Melly Mel, all these guys, KRS One, they, they were born about twenty-five or thirty years too soon. They were, they were like the Charles Barkley of the, right. of the basketball world. Right. Uh, so anyway, Sylvia Robinson owned a record label called Sugar Hill Records, and she was a very opportunistic woman, and she could tell that rap music that was a, that was a commercial value attached to rap. Well, it was, it was coming in that direction. Uh-huh. So she found a guy named Big Big Bank Hank who was working in the pizza shop, <laughs> and asked him could he rap, and he said yes. She went, she went out to his car. Put some beats on, and he started rapping. Now the, the problem was, Big Bank Hank was not really a rapper. He was a bodyguard. He was a bouncer. But, well, but he worked sp- in a pizza place, didn't he? Pizza place, but he yeah. hung around rappers. Yeah. And uh, and there was a guy named uh, Casanova Fly, who was well known, established rapper, rapper in the Bronx. Right. And Big Bank Hank basically confiscated <laughs> his rap. Oh man. He's like, I'm the C A N and O V A and the rest and the L and the L F L Y. He basically repeated. See, there's another reason I don't trust big banks. Yeah, don't yeah, don't trust the big banks. They, they, they will, <laughs> I'm not gonna call any names. He was, you know. he was he was true to his name, Big yeah. Bank yeah. Hank. Yeah. Just so, took it. Yeah, he should have been Wells Fargo Hank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was his. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, accomplice, uh, Wells Fargo Margo. That was. Yeah. <laughs> You are a rapper. I, I, well, Fargo Margo completely works. I don't talk fast enough to be. Yeah, I got to practice. So Fargo rappers Margo, delight. It's, it's, it's stolen. It's, it's, it's stolen yeah. merchandise. It's stolen, and 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 the, and the established rap rappers were just they were just they were just incensed. Right. The fact that Big Bank Hank had made it the big time. He made a, a big bank. Right. It's the name. Yeah. But, but he, he grew into that name because yes. yeah. I'd imagine the bank was not so big in the pizza parlor. No. Right. <laughs> no. Well, there's, and, and he was yeah. a one-hit wonder. I mean, that was that was the only song that he ever did. But he but he he, he milked it for all it was worth. Yeah. And that was the biggest song that uh, Sylvia Robinson and, and her record label ever had. But that put rap music on the map, and it showed the rest of the world that there was a commercial value to this art form. And then, of course, Run DMC. I mentioned them earlier. Right. NWA. These groups became very popular, and all of a sudden. It was. I mean, I just. I. I had a call for, uh, for my Linkson Hughes project. Someone would have chance the rapper to play with my group, uh-huh. and my agent called and said, "Well, just for grins, how much would it cost to, to add chance the rapper to your group?" And and, and Trance's manager said a million dollars for wow. one concert. I thought when I said, I need to learn how to rap myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure. I'm in the wrong Well, all business. it takes is practice. <laughs> Thank actually, you for that. <laughs> chance is a, a Chicago guy, and he was a, a fairly recent guest on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Was he really? Yeah, he just walked down to the uh, to the Chase Bank Auditorium. No. Not the Big Bank Auditorium. The... What? <laughs> he won't even go in the Big Bank. He's so upset. He's, he's a, he's Why don't a they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Tip Jar Lamar, he did very well. <laughs> you are a rapper, Tip Jar Lamar. That's fantastic. Tip Jar Lamar. Just say it with me. Tip, Tip Jar, Jar Lamar. Tip, Tip Jar Lamar. It's a little white. Tip jar. <laughs> Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> We're getting there. All right. Wait. No, you do it. I'll do it. Tip jar Jamar. Tip, tip jar Lamar. Tip, wait. I got to do it when you're doing it. Tip jar Lamar. Two, three. Tip, tip jar, jar Lamar. Tip, tip jar, jar Lamar. Tip, tip jar Lamar. You know what, Paula? Is it still too white? It's slightly I, I, I bet, whiter. I bet, I bet you're one of those people who's clapping on beats one and three at the concerts. Right? More than likely. Yeah. <laughs> Are, are you one of those people? Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. I you know, there's be. a classic piece of video. I want to bring this back can, around to Ronald Reagan. We can work on that. Yeah. There's a classic piece of video of Ronald Reagan listening to some gospel in, in the White House, and he's clapping on the one and the three. Oh, no, no, And no. this, you'll love this. Nancy Reagan <laughs> takes her hand, and she holds, holds his, his hands hand. 
for one beat and then lets it go, and now he's on the two and the four. Ah! <laughs> just needed to bring it back to Ronald Reagan. If only she could have been more effective with him on other issues. Yeah, but she wasn't. <laughs> yes, we we like, might not even have rap. Right. Okay, so... Um, Our loss. Uh, just one That's big question, because this, this will be very helpful for Paula impressing people at parties, because she'll add these to her collection. Desert Island, you've got three rap albums. <sighs> what are they going to be? N.W.A., Straight out of Compton. All right, straight out. That's the name of the now, album. Now, is that for straight historical purposes, Com- or is that one that you want with you? you? We want to have that one with you. But, now, okay. you, but you can't use the N-word no. around people. Right. That, that might get you shot, but, yeah. but, but yeah. you can't right. do that one. Oh, right. Don't, oh, don't oh, sing oh, along with that one. Oh, thank you very much <laughs> yeah, for that, don't do that, that. <laughs> prophylactic there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, be people yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. When can I use that word? The answer is never. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't in my plans. <laughs> you know, no, but you know what? That, no, genuinely, like as 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 a guy who listens to a, not a lot but a fair amount of hip hop, that's that's kind of a, a downside of listening for me because I like to sing along in my car and I can't. Can't do that. Not even alone in my car. Mm-hmm. Will I do so that. if I'm at a party and somebody puts an album on and as a, as a white person Beep. and everybody else is singing, Beep. I have to just just lay just, out during those words. On, on that yeah, word, I just <laughs> stop. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so so we've got straight out of confidence. Right. So we got uh, blank with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> with attitude. <laughs> you kick, you crack, you cracking me up. <laughs> I would do KR's one sound of uh, uh, sound of the, sound of the, of the police. KR sound KR's, of the police. Yeah, KRS one. KR, KRS one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. And then I would do To Pimp a Butterfly. Ah, To Pimp a Butterfly. I would do that one. That would be my... To, to pimp, pimp, a, to a pimp a Butterfly. Kendrick Lamar. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Um, and that way you get a little bit of old school, something a little more contemporary. We kind of cover a couple of eras. So there's there. no Kanye on there on that list. I know. You only gave me three choices. Uh, that's right. That's right. We said three. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also... Yeah. Um, all right. So you got it written down? What was the, okay, wait. What was the name of the KRS One album? Sound of the Police. Sound of the Police. Okay, sound. I believe that's the Police. The Police. D A, the Police. Of the Police. Um, and this I can say great. that without it's being be a shot. Whole new I can Paula say the Police. Sound, sound. I can say the Police without sounding white and getting you, shot. Is you, that true? You're, you're good with that one. Thank you. Well, you can do you're it without getting with shot. Could you give. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, could you give me a permission slip that I can I carry would, I would, around? I would, I would say, Dr. Ron said it's okay. I can use uh-huh. that word, yeah. the police. The police. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm insulated Yeah, here. right. I'm, I'm going to carry around just a little permission <laughs> so slip. So we got that. All right. Well, then, thank you, Dr. Ron McCurdy, for those insights into the world of hip-hop and rap. Uh, hip-hop and rap. <laughs> hip-hop and rap. That's rap. a new thing. <laughs> into the world of hip-hop and rap. And Paula, what have you learned about rap to pass on to our listeners right now? Well, if I could... Encapsulate if I if I could uh, if I could freeze dry and shrink wrap what I learned from Ron. It's this. Would you like some accompaniment for, by our house band Justin Bracobian? That would be perfect. If I go to a party and I want to feel cool, I mention Chance the Rapper and I won't seem the fool. Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer Prize. Big Bank Hank made pizza pies. <laughs> The beats are first and the lyrics are second. Rhyming isn't important anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, and thank you, Justin Verkovian. Well, and, and Dr. Ron McCurdy, we can't thank you enough. He's a professor of music at USC's Thornton School of Music. Thank you for being on our show. That was fantastic, Ron. Thanks. The Cat of the Week is Sammy from Manchester-by-the-Sea, Massachusetts. Thank you, house band Justin Brokovian. Coming up after the break, mold. The last thing you want to find in your underwear drawer. Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertained. <laughs> This month is 
Why do you say that? Supercharge it <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen. McCavity! I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it, give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Where have you good podcast? <laughs> The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling New Age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar, and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light. I highly recommend you check out Conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism. And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it. I, I do. They're, they're fascinating. And my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven Science, Science. and, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven yep. science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> All righty. Now, uh, Paula, it's time for some more advice. You and I have both had issues with mold. Oh, I've had mold problems. Tell us. I, you know, I didn't even hear about mold until just a few years ago. Like, mold in your house, that is. Right. I mean, I heard of mold before that. Right. It's not I, new. Like, no, but the idea that it could cause health problems, I had never heard about. But we had a... I rent. I don't own my house. We had a leak in the roof, um, and uh, water came in. It ended up coming down through a light fixture. Sure. And that didn't seem good. And then a little while later black, uh, what I assume is mold, these black spots started showing up on the ceiling. Almost certainly mold, I would say. Well, I contacted my landlord and she came over and she looked at it. My landlord has a tendency to just send a family member in right. to deal with. And I don't think they're trained in any area. Right. She'll just say, you know, my nephew Nick, he will come. For the sake of argument, he is a mold expert. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pre- precisely. In right. that moment, all of a sudden, Nick is wearing the mold expert hat. So anyways, <laughs> Nick came and took a look and, and he told his aunt that they had cut a hole in the roof before they repaired the roof and let it air out. And so it should be fine. So she came and she said, all you have to do is bleach it off the ceiling. And then I asked her. She bleached it. But just recently, like another, there's more black marks. To indicate that the bleaching didn't really work and the mold is still multiplying. Well, it moved to another section. Maybe No, I don't think mold migrates, but it might. We'll find out in a minute. I have a mold story too, um, which is, it just happened just about two years ago. My sister-in-law was moving and she asked me if I would like her old refrigerator. And I thought, yeah, why not have a beer fridge in the garage? So they moved the refrigerator over and it had been unplugged for weeks. And I... And she had thought she'd cleaned it all out. But I opened the freezer, and it turned out the one thing she hadn't um, cleaned was um, my nephew's dead iguana. Like a big one. Yeah. Luigi was his name. And, um, and he'd been wrapped in foil. And I guess what happened was, in the interim, Luigi exploded. And so... So the, the, the entire freezer was covered with, like, streaks and spots of, like, like black mold and maybe with some blue dots on it. And I, I talked to a friend about it, and he was like, well, if it's black mold in your freezer from a dead thing, you need to wear a surgical mask before you clean it. And I, having already cleaned it, was like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So. P.S., uh, uh, it turned out the refrigerator broke in transit. It never worked. <laughs> we threw it out. Wow. Yeah. So wait a minute. So. This is your sister-in-law that I know? Yeah, Stephanie. So, okay, so Stephanie 
was cleaning out the freezer, and right. she never noticed right. a foil container, a foil like a, a big iguana wrapped in foil. She never noticed that I, when I she was cleaning. I guess when she was cleaning it out, she was like, where's that ice tray? Is it behind the iguana? No, no, I think I took the ice yeah. tray out. No. All right, boys, ship it. Yeah, yeah. she's not an attention to detail woman. <laughs> no, well, I guess I guess you, you see that iguana there for so long and you just think it's part of the freezer. But wait a minute, didn't Lucas have a snake named Luigi? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so he just keeps getting... I think this was the iguana, but um, but uh-huh. he did have a snake. I don't think yeah. the snake was what, what I found in it. It would be hard to tell at that point. <laughs> <laughs> could have been a snake. The yeah. legs could have been mold. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just weird, like that. This he keeps getting reptiles and naming them Luigi, and then putting them in the freezer. I think it's if I were to guess, and he doesn't do this anymore. He's now a sophomore at UCSB. Um, but if I were to guess, it would be because the reptiles are green. And Luigi, the plumber character from the beloved Mario Brothers series of video games, is also uh, always in green. Yeah. It's just another strike against video games. Okay. In my opinion. <laughs> I don't think it's related um, to that at all. By the way, I but have a cat anyway, named Luigi. Um, let's get back to mold. It's yeah, ugly, mold. it's smelly, it's a problem. Let's find out how to deal with it. Please welcome operations manager of water damage zone mold and restoration, Angela Valdez. Hey Angela. <laughs> so nice to have you. <laughs> Thank you. And you're here in the nick of time. One of the things Angela told us, by the way, because when you go to record something, you know, you turn your phones off. But Angela said she has to leave her phone on um, because this is her emergency f- number. She, she's got yes. three phones here. One of them has to be on, and if the emergency phone rings, she has to leave. We have a 45-minute response time, so that means I've got wow. technicians on call right now. Well, because that, the longer you wait, the know. more work it's going to be, right? Oh, is that true? Yeah. Correct. Oh, like if there's a iguana, for example, that explodes. <laughs> right. You want to get to that right away. All right, Angela, well, speaking of phones, um, I have, I use my silly stupid flat thing here to take a picture of my mold just before I left the house. I want to remind our listeners that we started the show with Paula talking about how one should never show pictures on one's phone by way of conversation. (laughs) This is a rare exception to the rule. Exception to the rule. Uh, I'm going to show you the mold and then I'm going to show you where my my friend is staying for the summer. Oh boy. (laughs) And Angela, I had this dream last night. Um, (laughs) All right. So that's the new mold. She bleached off some, and then this came like a few feet away from it. This is on the ceiling? Yeah. Well, the most important thing that she did wrong uh-huh. was not only was send calling her, her nephew, nephew yeah. Yeah. was also using bleach. Bleach yeah. does absolutely nothing. To her mold. entire family is on 24-hour call. Wait, so, so bleach, bleach doesn't kill mold? No, it does not. All it does is white it out. And it gives it moisture to regrow and grow even more. That's why you still see it. Well, what? Wow. wait a minute. I use bleach for all sorts of things, and I thought I was killing. You can use mold for mildew. Mildew you, and mold. You can mold. use bleach for mildew, not of mold. Yes, you don't yes, use I'm mold sorry. for you mildew. You can use bleach for mildew, correct. It's like using vomit for diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Go on, Angela. <laughs> Anywho, um, you can use bleach to rid mold, but only the color. It doesn't oh, I, I eradicate see. it. But it's still doing its thing. All it's doing is just what the name of the product is, bleaching it. Yeah. So you can't see it. Yeah. Once you've made it bleached, what does it do? Nothing. All it does is feed the growth. That's there to uh-huh. grow even more after the coloration comes back. Why can't you just paint over it or, or bleach out the color and leave it there? Why? What's wrong with having mold? And are there different kinds of mold that are more dangerous than others, like iguana mold? Absolutely. Okay. Iguana mold, you might want to run away from that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so I really, I really could have died. <laughs> I mean, well, at the same time, it's biohazard if it exploded. Right. So Right. Jeez, if it exploded, what could have happened to you? I don't know, but I've been eating more insects than ever over the last... <laughs> and catching them with my tongue. Yeah. yeah. And you know, last night when you got up from your chair, yeah. there's a little bit of skin there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been losing, like, all my skin, like, once a month. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. All right. I know molds release microscopic spores in the air, and those spores can harm people with respiratory problems, right? And I know that they can even cause respiratory problems, but... Are there some molds that are just flat out toxic in their own right? 
Correct. Yes. There are. Okay. Yes. And what will they do to you? Stacky Botrus is the most toxic. No! Yes. Stacky Botrus. Yes. The worst. That, that was actually Luigi's last name. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little worried at this point. No, Luigi Stacky Botris was an early rapper. No, he was. He was. Stacky Botris, are you kidding me? Yeah. Of course, Stacky Botris. Right. You, you said became, you knew him. He became known as Stacky B in later years. Yeah. 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 Okay, so tell us about Stacky Botris, even though I don't want. It sounds like the word botulism is somehow related to it. Am I right? Stacky. I, I feel like it's Stacky. Right. <laughs> Stacky Botris is one of the most common. Toxic moles that you see when you have growth in your home. After a water damage or any kind of moisture that you receive in your home, you can uh, grow some kind of growth. Microbial, fungi, all the same. Uh Um, It's not more so mildew because mildew is white and grayish and fuzzy. Uh-huh. What is mildew? And mildew is really the same thing as mold. It's still a microbial. It's just a lesser version of it. Okay. Uh-huh. So really it's, it's fuzzy. Only, yeah, it's so only it's warm. Yes, it's warm. Yeah, it needs a cut, warm yeah. host to love on. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah, so it sounds like mildew you could actually sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> but but mold, especially the stacky botches. Sta- oh my gosh, stacky botches. <laughs> yes, you you definitely don't want to have that. Okay. What can it do to your body, the stacky botches? If you don't have respiratory distress, if you don't have allergies, if you don't have asthma, it, in a high quantity, you can receive or you can feel rather these new symptoms and they can stay with you for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I know for a fact that I've had a client that was living in a mold infested crawl space. He was living in his home. Below was a crawl space. He's on a foundation. And he exuberated uh, skin rashes all over his face, his arms, his limbs, his legs. Oh, my heavens. Well, he had a pipe break. He Uh called a plumber. Yeah. Plumber went down in the crawl space and saw the entire, I think it was over 1,500 square feet for the crawl space. Yeah. Was the floor joists and the subfloor that you can see inside of the crawl space was all completely covered in growth. Oh, my gosh. So with the crawl space, you think about it. Crawl spaces are dark, warm, damp. Sometimes you want to be like that, but not a crawl space. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you go in there and you have no ventilation. This is horrifying. Yes. You have no ve- ventilation. What's going to happen? You're going to have humidity buildup. When humidity yeah. builds up, it oh. goes up and it travels up to anything that's not wet to absorb. Uh-huh. And when it absorbs, that's when it starts coming up up to the uh, part where, you know, cabinets in the kitchen, flooring, uh. it, the walls. It's It can be uh. very gross. It sounds gross. And I only wish that the, the listener right now could see Angela's hand gestures. <laughs> They are, a, they are a step away from YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> but like like an evil sporous YMCA. Yeah, yeah. Angry no, at mold. I'm yes. angry at mold. This sounds, this sounds I'm angry at horrible. mold now. I have, I, now I, wait my a chair at home, I have a a, 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 a mass, that's, um, and it's often damp. It's it's like black and hairy and barks occasionally. <laughs> If is it normal barking, for mold? Yeah. Is it normal yeah. for mold to no. bark? I think Never. That, yeah. I think okay. that might be a dog. Oh, I do have a. Oh, that's my dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, I feel it's a lot easy better. to confuse those. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you notice that when you breathe it in? Yeah. It uh, it gives you uh, respiratory asthma, problems. Yeah, respiratory problems. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But no. not mold apparently. So that's okay. No, no. <laughs> it's probably just mildew if it's furry. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question, Angela. Yes. Have um, like, have, are you ever asked to testify in court? Absolutely. Has there ever been a court case that you were involved in where uh, a person was renting a home and there was mold and it was <laughs> cared for by a family member? Who was you can come right in and ask Angela. And, 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 <laughs> and you got the rent lowered for the person? Has that ever happened? Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you should have called me a long time ago. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Could you do? Can I get retroactive? <laughs> Probably. Hey, that might be possible. You're a renter. Can mold kill you? Eh, well, I guess in heavy amounts of quantity, I'm sure. In yeah. some some way, for us personally, we what haven't mean, it had. It could kill you in some way. I mean, dead is dead. I mean, well, it could not kill you to where you expire. It could kill your lungs. Oh, okay. It, it, to uh, where yeah. you need to have, you know, a lung. Transplant? Or can you whatever. get a lung transplant? Can't you? You can. I think you can. I think you can. Yeah. No, you don't need one, Paula. Now you're just imagining. You do this. No, you're imagining things. You're not even in your living room now. So. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. 
All right, do you need a lung? I'll give you a lung. I would give you a lung, Adam. I really would. Um, I have another really important question. Yes. Is there any way that cat pee can eradicate, can eviscerate uh, mold? No. There is Absolutely. no application anywhere in your business. Paula, if you're still looking to find a silver lining for your cats peeing all over your house. I am. It does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need this I mean, in a court of law. I really you should, am. You, you should have asked our previous guest if, if, cat, if cat pee can help you wrap faster. The answer would have been the same. No, I think it can. If you have someone with like a water gun full of uh, cat urine and they say, if you don't talk faster, I'm going to spray this at you. All right. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. I stand yeah. corrected, Paula. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So uh, what was the last... The difference oh. between mold and mildew. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, mildew is uh, white, gray, blackish. White, gray, and blackish. mold is going to be black or green. Black or green. But it, there is also a very strong um, white mold that's uh, called poria. And that usually lives in oh. kind of the agricultural part of your home. So if you have a crawl space, yeah. it's inside of your dirt, clay, soil, whatever you have in your crawl space. Uh -huh. That is like the, how we explain it, the HIV of mold. Oh, oh, is Poria? Yes. Really? Because it yes. sounds like a name that someone would give their girl nowadays. <laughs> and not pronounce it? I Doesn't probably it? shouldn't, yeah. yeah. It's Poria. Please meet my daughter, Poria. It's Poria, yeah. It's Poria. yeah. <laughs> Dinner time. Yeah. Dinner time. Yeah, Poria. Can you prepare the meal? Poria. Come here, Poria. come here. Poria, Poria is a wonderful cook, and I think you're going to enjoy what she's made for you. Poria, Poria. Come out of the kitchen. Come meet your cousin. Yeah. He's here to eradicate you. <laughs> All right. Well, Angela, thank you for filling us in about the wide world of this fungi. Paula, what advice, given what you've learned from Angela, do you have for our listeners about dealing with mold? Well, now that I've listened to Angela, Adam, if I could... Would you, would you like some, some, some backup music for this? Could I get some backup music oh, from this? Oh, I can this? make this happen, From Justin? the house band? Yeah. If I could make a pamphlet from what I learned from Angela, it would say something like this. Mildew is the plush toy of the mold world. Bleach doesn't kill mold. It bleaches it, and it continues to grow. Mold thrives in wet environments. Call a professional for a proper assessment. But if your landlord's relatives go in your crawl space and don't come out after a while, you should go check on them. They could lose their lungs, and even cat pee won't help. Angela, thank you for filling us in about the wide, wide world of fungi. Angela Valdez is operations manager at Water Damage Zone. Thank you so much, Angela. I thought for sure Water Damage Zone was a theme park. Yeah, I, I was there yesterday, in fact. Yeah, Water yeah. Damage Zone. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Sounds refreshing. Thank you, Justin Brokobian. Speaking of music, if you have a theme song for us, email it to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. Paula, I know you're always out on the road. What have you got coming up? Well, Adam, on September 7th, I'm going to be in our very own Ken Lezebnik's hometown, Columbia, Missouri. I'll be at the Missouri Theater where Ken worked as an usher in high school. I can't wait to get all the dirt on Ken. You can get all the info at my website www.paulapoundstone.com. You can even buy T-shirts there. Great. I bet there's some kind of just 100% cotton thing, right? No. No? No. My T-shirts are a... Tri-poly tri blend. Tri-poly okay, blend. Yeah, they're, they're light and yeah, soft. They're very soft. Remarkably right. soft. Yeah, okay. All right. If you need Paula's advice about something, send us an email. That address, again, same place you would be sending the theme song, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. We'll listen to your thoughts and songs. Our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, and Ken Lezebnik, along with Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Justin Brokobian. And to our guests, Dr. Ron McCurdy and Angela Valdez. Muscle to escort them back to their cars, provided by Jonah Glickman. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Thank you.
Thomas Coyne, if you're out there, please call. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.